Welcome back to another episode of Big Boys. You know, here at Big Boys, we like to joke around a lot, but we also pride ourselves on having rich intellectual discourse. We're not afraid to ask the tough questions, such as how do doctors choose their specialties? Join Brian and I, JTG, in our search for the answer on this episode of Big Boys. This episode of the Big Boys Podcast is brought to you in part by our very own podcasting platform, Anchor. Anchor is a great podcasting platform and has all the resources for every type of podcaster out there, whether big or small, tall or not tall. Whether you're just starting out or you've been podcasting since the dawn of time, Anchor is a great platform and uses all sorts of great things. All the tools you need to make a perfect podcast. Yes, that's right. I said perfect. Because that's what Anchor brings. Perfect podcasting for every podcaster who longs to be perfect. Anyways, back to our show. Imagine a man who was reluctant to take notes when I told him. A man who doesn't really... Comprehend's not the right word, but listen. A man who is impaired when it comes to listening to others. Like, for instance, I literally checked on him the day before we put out this last episode. Gave him notes on what to edit with it. And I contacted him the next day. And he absolutely forgot that we had that conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, all of my big boys and big girls, this is the man that I work with. This is where I reside in the Twilight Zone, hosting the Big Boys podcast with a man who gave himself a nickname. That man is none other than John the Great. Sorrels, are you still setting up? Well, I'm trying to. I'm messing with these headphones. Yeah. Yeah, because so, for some reason you're kind of soft and only like in one ear. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Yeah, I hear you. So, um, but you have them on your head, and you're hearing my voice come out of them. I guess more or less. Okay, then I I I say it's a win. I think I think we're good, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay then. Yeah, let's uh let's keep this uh this train rolling right off the tracks. Let's keep this <laughs> this good time entertainment show going. Dude, what have you been up to this week, man? Uh nothing much really. Uh I wish I could what? say more than that, but it really well, hasn't you, been more than that. Well you just got back from the folks place, right? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah? What I uh, wish I I mean I didn't do a whole lot out there. I mean we, uh, uh, as an audience, can can rightfully assume you existed um, yeah. with your with your parents that live out there and uh, two two dogs. Is it? Do you guys have two dogs right now? Or yeah, there's two dogs and um, two dogs, and then how many chickens? I don't know. They've got several, several chickens. Um, 
not being uh, currently eaten by foxes that we know of. Um, correct? Oh, well, you know, that's a day-by-day thing. Mm. Sounds you know, like that, a uh, I mean, foxy let, situation. Let's face it. I mean, chickens are not that high up on the food chain. You know, uh, a lot of people do it. And, and, you know, free-range chickens are really best, but goodness gracious, in our experience, maybe we're doing something wrong. Keeping some free-range chickens alive can be challenging. I was going to say, I didn't even really fully put that together, but you guys do have free-range chickens. Yeah. To, some de- to some degree. To some degree, we degree let, yeah. Yeah, we let them out during the day. Uh, I guess they, they the, for years we had them free-range. We let them out of the pen. They walked around, but they – for a while, they just kept dying, so we we, we built a new uh, chicken coop in the backyard, and now we let them out in the backyard, which is fenced. Um, but even then, you still have issues. Coyotes can hop that fence sometimes, raccoons. Yeah, which I guess, uh, you know, the, the term – yeah, the term free range is really kind of a loose term. You know what I mean? Basically, it just means it's not, uh, you know, uh, chickens in a coop in a factory. But Pretty like, much. I mean, yeah. But I, mean, I really, guess they are the range isn't, in the area. I was going to say, yeah. Even the free-range chicken, unfortunately, if you want that chicken to survive, he's got to have some stipulations. That chicken is on probation. You know what well, I mean? Well, I guess if you were real serious about it, you would need uh, – a lot of people have livestock dogs. Like uh, the Great Pyrenees is a great breed that protect livestock. And they're They good. sound great. Other uh, predators away. Ah, yeah, clever. I mean, they're aptly named. Mm-hmm. What kind of dogs do you have now? Because um, oh, my parents don't have any good livestock dogs. They have a poodle and then a uh, a, a cavapoo. I uh, first time I've ever heard of the term cavapoo. Um, it for is starters. a it is a hybrid between a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel and a poodle. I mean, these must be fairly new dogs, huh? Because I don't. I guess. I mean, I think the the spaniel goes back a long ways. I think they were bred by like English royalty and stuff. But I think the Cavapoo is probably a newer breed, a designer breed, if you will. I'm particularly saying in reference to your parents, the owners. These are new dogs to them. No, the poodle they've had for a number of years. Is that right? Uh, yeah, but the Cavapoo they got. Uh, November of 21. Mm, I see. Okay. I just, I'm just going to assume that the poodle is more of an inside dog. Maybe that's why I haven't seen him around too much. Yeah. Cause usually when you were over, we were outside. Yeah. That sounds about right. But I want to say they got that poodle in like 2014, 2015. Okay. Okay. So it's, yeah, man, time flies. Yeah, it does. Good griefings. So I had a subject that I would uh, like to discuss because we here at the Big Boys Podcast, we we uh, pride ourselves on being renaissance men, you know, from all walks of life here. You know, we – a jack of all trades, a master of none, if you will. So I wanted to discuss – I thought would make a great subject for this podcast, how doctors choose their professions. Wham, bam, where the hell did this topic come well, from, it came man? Up with a, it came up with a guy at work the other day. Let me, let me rephrase a little bit. It's more so how doctors choose their specialties. 
somehow right. we got to talking about that. And we got to how much money doctors make, blah, blah, blah. And we landed on like the age old question. A lot of people have asked it. What makes somebody want to be a proctologist? Like you go all the way through medical school. You learn about human anatomy, everything from the mind, the body, all that. And, and with all the interesting things about the body, who is like, you know what? The asshole. That's the part I'm passionate about. You know? Well, okay. So here's the thing. I'm going to answer it in, in a three-parter. My my takeaway from that is, um, first, you go through medical school, right? That's uh, That ain't no cheap chunk of change no, here no. in America. You and, know? and it's challenging. Yeah. And it's challenging. And you're going to want to, you know, the a part of the appeal of being a doctor in America, though, is eventually once you get through all those hurdles, you it might stand to reason that you're going to make a, f- a fair buck or two. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I would oh, think yeah. So. Yeah. Of course. You know, that's one. A major motivating factor is the doctors make good money. For sure. And um, all the crass kinks aside, uh, you know, like uh, maybe that guy's just really into butts or whatever, um, which I'm sure, hey, there might be one or two in, in, in the system. And, you know, I, I mean, cr- I kudos like, to them. I would like to go on record and say I, I, I'm glad these professions exist. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. like like we need that, you know, for people for sure. that have certain types of cancers or other medical issues. We, we need these doctors out there. I, I just I can't wrap my head around on like how you land on certain things like like a gynecologist is another great example. Like if you think about it longer than like the five second frat boy, oh, he gets to deal with vaginas all day. Okay, yeah, but I guarantee you the vast majority of them are like like let's face it, young, attractive people are generally healthy. He's dealing with like older women, pregnant women, women with conditions, diseases. It's not as attractive of a job as it sounds if you think about it for more than like five seconds. So again, how do you land on that? So this brings me to the other two prongs of my answer. Um, you know, obviously prong one is that it's it's totally a fetish, which is obviously come on, that's it's got to be so very few and far in between. That 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 sounds like a a real wonder um, for a comedian or a podcaster to come upon, like a proctologist who's just like really into like that doesn't that that's very unlikely. Right. So uh-huh. the second second one is that maybe that's a um, a field that you know when people decide to go into that profession, like they're having these these top these conversations about that, and like, well, not as many people are are you know um, looking to go into that particular field or that practice uh, as a doctor. So therefore, the revenue for the income um, stands to reason could be higher. I also don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Let's reiterate that um, every step of the way of answering oh, yeah, this question. Yeah. That's kind of uh, what I was saying at the beginning. Basically, we don't know what we're talking about, but this is, mm-hmm. but this is interesting. As as uh, yeah. men who've lived lives and observed the world, I think you know we we can weigh in here. Yeah. <laughs> men who have lived lives and have seen very narrow versions of the world. Um, yeah. So, I, which you know stands to absolutely reason why we should be the ones giving the answers on this. Um, hey, hey, hey! I'm not giving answers. I'm asking the questions here. That's what I'm saying. Is like, how does this happen? I'm open to answers. 
Well, thanks. Uh, uh, now I now I, I remember why this was such a great idea for me to start a podcast with you so I could just constantly be digging myself a hole every week. <laughs> so you ask me problematic questions that I know literally nothing about. This is what I want to start doing. I want to start coming up with a a subject to talk about every week and go from there. Yeah. Hey, honestly, I'm impressed, dude. I uh, I was not expecting this. And you know what? I'm I'm slightly tickled. But I, I, I'm tickled as if like a proctologist had his thumb in my butt right now. Right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, hey, you know, we're closer to 40 than we are 20, I hate to say. It's not going to be that long before that might actually have to happen. Believe you me, I have been thinking about that. Yeah. Um Another reason why maybe maybe I should consider getting insurance again at some point. Yeah. But, you know, as long as you mentally think that you're closer to 20 and you're terrible at math and you have an art degree, (laughs) it's like you're 20. So, you know what? That qualifies you to have these kind of discussions. That's what I've been saying. Like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We we are learned gentlemen. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have have been to multiple comedic uh, improv schools, and I have a diuretic mouth. I know I should have my expertise in talking about this. See, what did did we talk about the other week? I get an associate's degree in general studies, immediately start questioning, like, mall architecture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Absolutely, man. And I'm glad that we were able to spring that that memory back for you, that you have to be a, a pompous asshole. Uh, <laughs> Your words, not mine. Yeah, well, I, I stand by them. <laughs> okay, so, so, so I want to go on basically your point there about most of them probably don't have the kink. Okay, I can yeah. agree with that. Most of and them then, probably don't. So prong two is that more of a financial endeavor, you know, which – Stands a reason, but again, I don't know. Of course, yes. I don't. I don't know all the different fields of, of what choices you could be in a doctor. Which one makes more? Which one doesn't? I'm just assume. I'm just gonna guess. I'm just throwing a, and I'm not gonna research any further into it. I'm just gonna assume you can make more money as a proctologist than say uh, being a ER doctor, or 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 it requires less uh, schooling. Uh, you know, like because you don't have to. Um, well, I, again, I don't know shit about proctology. I don't know if there's like really invasive surgeries. Like, you know, like uh, I know it takes a real mastery of skill level to do like these, um, you know, these open heart surgeries and stuff like that. And there's a yeah. lot of, you know, factors that go into that. Oh, that yeah, know, highly I'm, stressful. I'm fine with those guys making a lot of money. If I have to yeah. have like brain surgery, heart surgery, something like that. Yeah, I'm fine with those guys making a lot of money. Like, yeah. I, I don't want some guy like, oh, yeah, no, I know. I, I mean, I guess yeah. I graduated. You know, they're they're paying me cut rate. But yeah. the also inherently lazy side of me, who says, and once again, don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, if I can make some similar, if maybe more, maybe almost as much as the guy who has to just train in day in day out and has to know all this stuff as a doctor and continue to like i feel like i'm going to get burnt out if, if god willing i went to medical school and made my way through there i would get burnt out and if there's a way i could you know not have to keep up as much with these new uh you know trends and modern miracles and science of what we can do like with robotics and open heart surgery and stuff like that if like Again, know nothing about being a proctologist, but if it's just like I just got to know what uh, a polyp feels like in somebody's buttocks, and like you know, there's not as far as one way to find out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and and I could do that, and I can make almost as much as money, if not more, or the same as this open heart surgeon. 
the guy, the burnout version of me is going to be like, fuck yeah, let's just do that. Like, my God, yeah. I would just like to come home some days and, and watch seven hours of television. Like I'm sure every doctor wants to, yeah, exactly. just wants yeah. to throw on three seasons of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, and so there's that um, scenario possibly. The other one I'm thinking is um, the real, or the real deep, meaningful reason, and the and the and the made for TV version of why you want to become a proctologist is someone really close to you, someone you really cared about. You know, you lost them to the tragic, tragic whims of blood cancer. See, I'm I'm sure there is a certain degree of people that had that they had a a, a loved one. That died of some disease of the anus, probably yes. colon cancer. <laughs> and that's when this but, young doctor, before he was a doctor, hit his knees and spread his arm wide like he was. Oh, thank well, God well, his well, arms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he spread his arms wide and vowed to spread his butt cheeks wide if necessary. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yes. Like a, like a William. Yeah. Said, like a Will, Willem Dafoe in Platoon with his arms spread wide and his butt cheeks flapped to the side. He vowed to never let butt cancer win again. So, okay. So, so two things here. So based on hey. a quick Google search, and I want to say this, basically I looked at like one or two websites max, but it seems like as of in 2022, the top five highest paying, uh, Medical specialties was plastic surgery, orthopedics, cardiology, ENT, and neurology. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, w- with the exception of urology, because I don't, I don't know anything about that, and I, obviously, I don't know anything about any of this stuff. But like on the surface level, I, I know that uh, you know there is a. Um, it's almost like a like a well-defined trade with like like I was saying with being an open heart surgeon or being a plastic surgeon like you have to have a very skilled hand. Yeah, exactly. You know? Very steady. Yeah. And okay. it's you know attention to detail. Let's not forget that. Yeah, and yeah. the only way I can compare this is uh for being a machinist for two and a half years. And like I was a very low-level machinist, but I will say though, like you just to even get to the level that I was at working in a machine shop like it is definitely a skilled trade you definitely have to work that like that muscle you know and build those calluses and like it's weird because it's almost like you fit you see like your your hands have like a mind of like memory of like what to do how to hold it and like it's almost like i can't uh you know if i went into a machine shop and i had to train somebody like and it was the same thing when they were training me like they couldn't like well you'll you'll your hands will kind of figure it out like the particular way you got to hold apart whatever to sand yeah. it like in this certain way like it's just memory muscle so again um that requires a skilled hand a lot of a lot of hours um and, and education and, and and working that skill um working that that you know your hands if you were and then also the there's a lot of liability um, put in with that as well. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. you fuck up someone's face with plastic surgery. There's a potential lawsuit. You know what I mean? Like, that's true. But pl- plastic surgery doesn't surprise me that it's on the list because a, a lot of it, I would assume, is uh, uh, vanity. It's uh, elective 
elective surgery. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Barring a few situations where maybe somebody was in a really bad accident or a certain deformity mm-hmm. or whatever, a lot of it is uh, elective surgery. And I'd be willing to bet you the highest paid plastic surgeons are probably in places like L.A., New York, places where a lot of people have, right. make money based on their appearance. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you, you go where the market is, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know that. Hmm. See, this 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 bears the question, I guess. Um, and uh, maybe maybe you should uh, look into this, young John. Um, uh, what what is the? Uh, did you say it earlier? What what's the uh, average um, income of a proctologist? Uh, let's look that up, man. Uh, something tells me they make a buttload of money. <laughs> hey, <what is> <laughs> oh, yeah, goodness. Oh, oh, cue the fart noises. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we are we are getting high brow. Just in today. case people, just in case our listeners thought we were starting to get a bit uh serious and a bit in depth here, like no, 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 the toilet mm-hmm. humor's still there. Yeah, absolutely. As with every proctologist, the toilet humor is still there. Yeah, yeah. When we're t- <laughs> no, I don't think there was ever any confusion. Like when we were like, hey, let's talk about like what 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 do, what do doctors make, but not just any type of doctors. What are the guys who who put their fingers in the butts? Me, what's that about? What, what, what? How do they? How do they? How do they do it? Huh? Well, I'm getting two figures here, and they're pretty different. Either way, they make good money. This one website says the United States average for a proctologist two hundred ninety thousand dollars a year. This other website says four hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year. So I, I don't know, but okay, you know that's actually kind. I mean, that's still damn good money. Don't get me wrong. But that's that's. I was expecting more, to be honest with you. I was that's I was thinking, what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it is. Maybe it is the deeper reasoning behind it. You know, maybe it is the the Turner Classic Television movie of like, this guy's got gifted hands that can just he knows what what a polyp feels he like. Just knows how to touch a butt. Like yeah. Yeah. Like his hands are so smooth. Like. He'll be wrist deep and you won't even know. He's like he's like the uh Okay, we just assume they're awake. It's like, hey, all right, thanks for coming yeah. in. I'm gonna be reaching up your ass and you'll be awake the whole time. <laughs> what was that movie where I believe it was um was it Christopher like I, they did a sketch version of but I think it was actually based off a movie and I believe it was um uh, starring Chris Walken, where he he touched somebody and he could see if like something bad was going to happen in their life, like if uh, they were going to be in danger soon. Like maybe this guy was that version of that. I feel like that was a movie. Oh yeah, but he has to touch their butt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's like, I have to touch your butthole to be able to see when you'll die. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that is essentially <laughs> what a proctologist does. I mean, to some degree. Point of view, yeah. I mean, to some degree, he was like, "Well, but that's, I, uh, yeah." But that's how the the modern science works. He just gets a vision. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, ha, like eyes rolling back in his head. Like, that's not a bad sketch. Like where, you, like both people have the same reaction. One guy because he's got a finger in his butt, and then the doctor because he's having the vision whilst yeah. putting his so finger. The, in his so butt. The, the one guy's like, uh, <laughs> uh, the doctor, and the doctor's basically saying the same thing, but his eyes are like rolling back in his head, and he's convulsing. Yeah. Uh, like as the as the visions hit him, <laughs> yeah. 
And then, of course, at the end, the doctor's just like, ah, I got nothing. You're fine. Just come back, uh, come back for a follow-up visit in a year. So on to the next year. So, so you said a second ago, most of them probably don't have the kink. I can agree with that. But, but I wonder, does it affect their kinks? Here we go. For example, or, or, or maybe not even their kinks, but just their uh, sexual drive in general. Like, um, let's take a gynecologist, for example. Long day at work, whatever. He comes home. His wife's in the mood. She's putting the moves on him, and he's just like, "No thanks." But like, I just don't want to see another vagina today. Like, I, I've had enough. Like, well, but maybe he's open to something else. I don't know. Like, you know, maybe if this guy is just really um, getting swatted left and right with. Uh, service cervixes at work again i'm uh All <laughs> I'm not, yeah yeah i'm not knowledgeable uh as to um, at your cervix yeah what yeah what his uh his his duties are once the ladies are in the stirrups but i'm pretty sure it's not <laughs> getting whiplash by vaginas all day um i'm just saying does it affect him being in the mood or or maybe he wants to do other other activities he was like no 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 maybe we'll do something else like you know you know, ex- sexually, you mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, not just play Xbox. I was going to say, yeah, this this is the workaround, even if that's a problem, which, come on, let's face it, it's not. Um, like, because it's like, I don't think all vaginas are the same. I don't want to, I want to blow your mind here. Um, well, well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, he probably sees all types. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, like, d- does he get burnt out? Is that is that my point? Like, like. He's got to do what he's got to do because he's at work. But like, does he get home and he was like, "Ah, no, no, thanks, baby. I'm just not in the mood. Like, I just, nah. Or, or can we do it with the lights off? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm asking well, the questions here. I'm not saying this happens. I'm just curious. Like, is there some some data out there for that? So, fuck no, probably not. That sounds disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very alarming. If there is. I would like, be surprised yeah. if somebody sounds adult, like his sexual partner should not be with that doctor. If there's data I feel like for that. somewhere out there, some of the adult websites probably have in some way like uh, the top searches based on like people in the medical profession. And I'd be curious, like uh, if proctologists look up butt stuff or or if disproportionately they don't look up butt stuff. You think like their 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 top search for uh, the, whatever their their porn site or their choosing is sex, no butt stuff. Well, I mean, they probably don't type it like that. They probably like, but I'm just saying, if like, does that even come into their interests, or is it like they they avoid that, like they look at other stuff, but not that, you know? Whereas maybe somebody else is looking at a lot of butt stuff and. I the mind shudders to think of who this potential somebody could be that's looking at a bunch of butt stuff. Well, uh, I mean, let's face it. I mean, we've all been on the internet. Let's face it. Like, like we know it's out there. Like, keep digging I, that I hole, Charles. Keep digging that? that hole. You know what? I will. <laughs> I not until I get answers. That's what I'm about here. To, that's, <laughs> that's what this episode is about. Yeah, answers. you're a you're a regular old metaphorical proctologist. Yeah, I. I'm, sure. Searching I'm really, for I'm asking answers. the hard questions. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this right here. I'm, I'm like an investigative journalist, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
sure that's what every investigative journalist listening to this is thinking. Like, God, this is. Yeah, let, you know, let's put an asterisk by that and have everybody yeah. go to the bottom and be like, like John has they, no idea yeah. what he was talking about. Like, yeah. If we've turned off any listeners right now, it's definitely investigative journalist <laughs> for this similar analogy of like, oh, this just reminds me too much of work. Probably medical professionals too. <laughs> I doubt it, man. They're probably laughing their fucking heads off at it. Yeah, either they're just sitting there like there's a, that one proctologist out there would be like, he's right. I'm not into that. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> He's absolutely right. Keywords, yeah. no butt stuff. Yeah, exactly. Or that one guy in the culture is like, man, he, he I, I, I've never been more seen in my life. You, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I am burned out when I get home, you know? Well, okay. So this is, this brings me back to the point I was going to make earlier of like, I, I, even if that is an issue, which I don't know, I don't think like, I don't think you see your partner's vagina in every, vagina that you're, you know, you're seeing throughout the day if you're a gynecologist, right? I think yeah. your 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 partner's vagina is uh, very unique, you know. Um well, and uh, number one, it's attached to your partner, so that's that's for sure something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. hopefully um unless you are that that uh, gynecologist with that kink, you're probably not with her just solely based on the <laughs> on the um, I was going to say remnants, but that's definitely not the right word. But um, uh, just you're not with her just solely uh, based because you uh, um, are attracted to her vagina solely and, and only her vagina. Um, you, there are probably other qualities, uh, you know, even and, and let's 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 keep it uh, crass. Let's keep it sexual. There are probably other uh, attributes to this uh, lady that you like rather than her vagina. Like. I, I just just speaking, and uh, as we love to quote um, from our favorite movie, Superbad. Ever seen a vagina by itself? Not for me. I mean, maybe. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, th- I think you raise a good point. But like, I and this is we are going real gross here. Yeah, but I was going to say like the. See again, but also here's where I differ from maybe you in this regard. But like, for me, what you're the the question you're you're bringing up is like the only thing that um, I can see within logic is like, oh, you're looking at vaginas all day, Um, you know, I because I have no sense of smell. So maybe um, now, if would you say that the smell factor of like sense memory? Um, you know, like you smell if he smelled her vagina, would it just like bring him back to like a bad day at work? Almost kind of like a, uh, <laughs> you know, I almost, of that. almost kind of like to like a, a a doctor who lost a patient in open heart surgery. Like this guy, this gynecologist lost a patient to open vagina surgery. Like, oh. you know, I think we're onto a script right here. We got a, We yeah. have a tormented character right here. We <laughs> like, sure do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, no, th- that brings up a very good point because smell is directly linked to memory centers in the brain. So. I mean, it's plausible. Has it happened? I have no idea. I'm not a gynecologist, but so maybe, so maybe, maybe in that regard, maybe you're, maybe you are onto something in that because I, I obviously, I, I uh, don't really consider that right away because it doesn't apply to me. Um, because you know, like I don't, yeah, I don't like you see don't a vagina. Do I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't. And that's what I'm saying is like just seeing a vagina doesn't just go like uh, make me go like. Uh, 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 I need, Speaking I need, of which. That means if you ever see Sasquatch, your experience may be different because many reports on people that have had alleged encounters of in Sasquatch, they talk about smelling the smell. Like apparently they stink and they have a certain scent about them. 
So you're that you you would not smell the smell. I would not. Yeah. And I, I love how you uh, you brought the analogy to to women's vaginas uh, to smelling like Sasquatch. That really Boy. wasn't an analogy. I was just yeah. I was I was more so just expanding on how smell affects things. If the missions, yeah, if the mission statement for this podcast was for us to get laid, we, boy, have we, have we fallen? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of like what was it? The ones in Florida, they called them the skunk ape, and it's because of the scent they had them. They, they. So what? It's ter- whoa, yeah. whoa! Back, back, they called what? There's a term out of uh, from Sasquatch encounters in Florida where, where they would uh, call them skunk apes, like another term for Sasquatch, and it's due to the smell that they allegedly have. So Florida is such a shit show that we're positing that they haven't just encountered one, the smelly Sasquatch. They've encountered multiple and they're just they're irate about about the multiple Sasquatches that we're positing smell like. Well, I don't think anybody's irate. All I'm saying is that there were Sasquatch encounters down there and these creatures having a certain smell was part of the people's uh, report. And it gave the them a nickname, the nickname, oh, if I can speak, of Skunk yeah. Ape for the Sasquatch. And you know, um, I feel like simultaneously, like Florida gets shit on too much, and then yet somehow not enough with this this uh, news that you've brought forth to me. Have they considered that you live in a fucking swamp? Well, <laughs> like, yeah, they, they they sometimes call them a swamp ape as well. And so, who knows? This could be. A uh, subspecies, kind of like you have bear, you know, Maybe. you've got the, the grizzly bear, which is a subspecies of the brown bear. So you got like, but your Alaskan brown bear is a little different versus your Kodiak. That's a subspecies, Kodiak bear. Sure. So, the so maybe they smell. are a subspecies of Sasquatch. Perhaps the swampy smell, though, that everyone is uh, uh, acknowledging. Maybe, just maybe, hear me out, Floridans. Maybe that's the fucking swamp. I mean, that could be, but I think a lot of these people would be used to the swamp. Now, I'm not sitting here arguing whether or not Sasquatch exists. I'm just saying that them smelling a certain way is reported in a number of Sasquatch encounters, and that would just affect your experience if you were to encounter a Sasquatch. That was my original point. You would not smell the smell. No, I would not. I would not. I would not smell the smell of a Sasquatch. I would not smell the smell of anything. I was going to try to make like a Dr. Seuss uh, rhyme, but it just it just fell flat. Um, so what was the initial point of this that we, we got uh, drifted off into Sasquatch? Oh, yeah. We were talking about the smell and how it's linked to memory. Okay. And how that may affect doctors. Of course, that could affect proctologists too, because you know that smells yeah. for sure. Like that's the number one thing on the body that probably smells. Yeah. So maybe that brings you back to the sense memory, and then that turns them off. Sure. Um, however, I was going to bring this back to the um, you know uh, the way that uh, certain um, uh, extremely conservative uh, uh, Mormons go about having sex, right? Like, uh, you know, like they um, they put a sheet between them. Right. Oh, OK. So, I mean, I feel like there's definitely there there. All they got to do is look at uh, the history of conservative Christian or Islam or whatever conservative uh, religion. And there's probably workarounds for all that. Right. You know, if you're if you're um, if the smell of the sense memory of the vaginal um 
you know, scent has become too much to where, you know, you don't want to um, fornicate with your partner in that way. Like surely um, to keep the love going, um, perhaps they have gone into, uh, into butt stuff and, and, or vice versa, you know, yeah. um, maybe, See, two, maybe two, like two fel- maybe two, you know? yeah, maybe two male proctologists. Um, there is no top. There is no bottom. Maybe they're just tip to tip. Yeah. Honestly, at that point, if you're talking two homosexual proctologists who found each other, I mean, whatever. At that point, like we're talking a ridiculously small percentage right there, and they found yeah. document that, that's the uh, world. Like, yeah, that's that's script number two for our. our yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. That that's for the 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 progressive romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. That, that it just. All I'm saying is there's a lot of uh, interesting questions that we could go down in, uh, rabbit holes on about doctors regarding their specialties. I mean, it has to affect their daily life. I mean, think about people that work at certain fast food places. Now, I'm not necessarily comparing those things to food, but some people may be like, oh, just the smell of that makes me sick anymore, or I, I don't want to eat there anymore after working. Right. Yeah. Like, it has to affect – them in some yeah. way, shape or form it's like, it is you know? a, it is a job right is what, what you're yeah it's a uh, job is what i'm yeah. saying like yeah and yeah like anybody who spends too much time at one place where it's not necessarily like they even like maybe they even like their job but you know not everybody wants to be at their job at all the time even if they like it you know um i would assume i haven't <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've only um had jobs that i really liked um, uh, where I was, uh, you know, not a part of more than a couple weeks at a, or a month at a time, you know, in the film industry. Um, yeah. but, uh, I would imagine if you're, it's something you're constantly, you have to be there for whatever, you know, contract contract stipulations, it's gotta be similar to like, you know, waiting tables and, uh, you know, having literally, I, I know that every waiter, uh, out in this land can, uh, attest to like having nightmares about, and the and the nightmares you were waiting tables and it's just going wrong like you know either yeah. night before or the night after you got done waiting tables exactly so so uh, listeners if any of you out there are doctors or know people who are or would just like to leave your um, uh, educated opinion please leave us a voice message give us an answer to the question or if you have additional questions you'd like to hear us talk about please do so. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm dedicated to getting to the bottom of this issue right here. Absolutely. Uh, and although I, I will say not dedicated enough to actually ask any of the doctors that I yeah. have to see. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because, yeah, you got to, you yeah. know, yeah. You don't want to make things weird with your gynecologist. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to make, yeah, yeah, with my gynecologist. No, clever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will add to what you just said there, which that was a great uh, plug in there. Um Yes, they can absolutely uh, leave us a voice message on the Anchor app, or there's a link uh, on the podcast notes um, on the summaries. Uh, or they could also write us uh, in a, a message at uh, bigboyspodspot.com if you're a little bashful about leaving your voice recording. so Please weigh in. I would love to hear uh, what you have to say, especially if you can answer any questions that I have. You know, I'm, I'm all ears. I think John just wants to know whether or not he has cancer. I think this is long-winded version. <laughs> this is the long. This is my cry for help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, whatever, whatever gets you the help, okay? You know, this 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 pot ain't calling the kettle black. All right, I want you to know that you're you're um, you know, you, you're whatever color you want to be, Mister Kettle. Just get the help you need. Thank you, man. Right? Uh, thank you for making this uh, a safe space. I, 
Yeah, but that's <laughs> or, or something that, like that. Yeah. yeah. That's why they call me old safe space Brian. Old safe space Brian, they used to call me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's oh, a safe space. The safe space Brian. Yeah. And then it's like you like winking with your thumb up. Yeah. I keep the space safe. safe. I'm accountable for the space. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And it's like just me dressed like an umpire. And then uh, my nemesis is a, another umpire named uh, Bad Space Dave. I want or something. a dangerous space. Yeah, yeah. You're out of here. No, this is a safe, safe space. It's like, ah, oh, my mortal enemy, Safe Space Brian. He's like, <laughs> I'm dangerous Space Brian. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. That's what you would say is like, <laughs> you'll never get away with a dangerous space, Ryan. Yeah. I here declare this space of. I don't know why I'm getting into like a t- really shitty Kennedy, but I have uh-huh. the power. Uh-huh. That's what you were sounding uh-huh. like. Oh, was it? I was just about to yeah. get into more the of key a man. I declare this space safe. Oh, oh for like me. A, yeah. yeah, the 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 only thing you have to fear is fear itself in this space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the safest of space for the endearing and beautiful. Uh, her name escapes me, but allegedly we had uh, sex many this? times. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, what, what was the name? Uh, Marilyn Boudreaux or something? Yeah. I don't know. Can't even get yeah. her name right. No, I'm a gene, whatever. Uh, my secret security services will be in touch with you. Do not call yeah, exactly. the house line again. She asked me to pick up her prescription. <laughs> if you know how she allegedly died, that's a clever joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. Oh, just when I thought we were going off the deep end, you just yeah. kicked me over the edge. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was a that was a joke 60 years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> you really think you think that's how she went out? It's like oh, just as she's fading in her last I just hope somebody finds the time. 60 years, 60 years from now, one to of make these a, days, to make a pun of this, God somebody's damn. gonna be making a joke on a podcast that you know, w- w- believe me, they'll come around. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, they're gonna just make a meal out of 40 minutes of talking about butt stuff and then about, yeah, doctors' weird professions, and then maybe, maybe a, a poor man's uh, Kennedy uh, impression followed by. Shitting on my death. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, what? That, you were saying it was her last words. That was, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> thanks for acknowledging. Yeah, it was a Again, direct quote. No, no, no disrespect to uh, Miss Monroe. That was a. Uh, oh, oh, well, since you said no disrespect, I'm sure. Well, you know, well. I just want to go ahead and basically cover our bases. But, but come on. It's. If we can't make jokes about this now, like when can we make jokes about anything? Like you know, yeah, no, I I hear you, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I almost wish I didn't, but I do yeah. hear you. Yeah, um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's, uh, our hearts go out to Mrs. Monroe, Miss Monroe. Yeah, Miss, she wasn't married, was she? Yeah, I don't think she was. Well, um, I don't know. If she, well, I I don't think she was married at the time of her death. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Our hearts go out to her and may. And the Ar- Armis Artemis, how do you say her last name? 
Um, she's nominated for an Oscar for playing her. Yeah, Who? maybe. Yeah. There was a movie. Uh, there's a biopic uh, made about Marilyn Monroe this past year. Um, it's got wow. the the woman I just mentioned that I can't pronounce her last name, or it's not coming to me at this time. And it also has Adrian Brody um, playing uh, another character that's uh, I believe she had a love affair with. And it's just uh, I don't know. I hear uh, well. Apparently, um, at least if uh, the Academy thinks she she did a a swell job uh, playing Miss Monroe because she has been nominated for a Oscar. So, yeah. Kudos to her. Um, I'm looking up that actress right now. Wow, the movie was rated NC-17. You don't see that that often. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Yeah, uh, Blonde is the name of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess, you know, they could probably get – because I don't really recall it going to – it wasn't like a Netflix movie that went to theaters or if it did, I'm sure it was just a select number. Oh, actually, Anna yeah. Anna Armas. That's – okay, I didn't hear yeah. you said – yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah she oh, did I definitely said it wrong. Anna Armas, like, yeah. Her career's really been going up, yeah. Yeah, and I actually got to backtrack that statement because I believe the stipulations are if you were to get nominated, for, if your movie is to get nominated for an Academy Award, it has to open up in at least a, a certain number of theaters. So it had to at least have like a select run opening. That's true. It could have had that. There also could have been like maybe an R-rated cut that went to theaters. Perhaps, yeah. Perhaps. Of course, I don't know. This day and age, like uh... – People are getting more accepted of like edgy films and independent films, even. So maybe it did. Well, did you ever see that Matthew McConaughey um, Killer Joe movie? I did. Yeah, and and the theatrical one. Yeah, right here. Okay, sorry. Hold on. Two things are going through my head at, at the time. Neither of them are the fact that we're recording a podcast. Go ahead. Well, I'm I'm weighing in on what we're talking about. So yeah, mm-hmm. it had a limited theatrical release in the United States on September 16, 2022. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't even talk today. September 16th, 2022, before its streaming release by Netflix. So, so yeah, basically they they basically are just checking the boxes for Oscars. Like, okay, well, yeah. Well, I just like I think NC-17 gets a bad rap because it's certainly not an X rating. You know, X rating is pornography. But like the well, thing that's that triple X. Yeah. NC-17 re- replaced the X. X oh, does it? Above, yeah, X oh. used to be above R back in the day, and I don't know when they redid that in the '90s or something like that. Um, but NC-17 well, replaced it. Well, then this bears the question: What makes a two X film? And then also bears the other question: What makes the major leagues? That, you know what? Your 2X question is a very good point. We're going to see right now. Is there such a thing as a as a 2X film? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, first thing, there was a movie called XX in uh, 2017, a horror film. Okay. But uh, That probably just pertains to chromosomes, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, now this is – I want to uh, put the asterisk here that this is from Quora, so it's just an answer from someone else. No, nothing official here, but it says, there is no actual MPAA rating double X. The official ratings are G, PG, PG-13, R, and NC-17. So usually ratings consisting of one or multiple Xs are applied to adult films or exploitation films. There is no such rating as X. I know there used to be an X rating, though, and I want to mm. say the the connotation with triple X – 
being adult films is that was kind of a marketing thing. X That's what I was be, just about to ask. Yeah. yeah, like above R. And so they were marketing theirs as like, oh, well, if that's X, this is triple X. Like, oh, I see. Uh, yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. So would um, would an X-rated movie back in the day then, because, you know, adult films did use – they used to have their own theaters. Um, like would a John Holmes movie back in the day, would that constitute as an X rating? Probably, yeah. Okay. See, because now I was going to say that NC-17 definitely gets a bad rap in today's standards, I would think. Because, like, the thing that got that movie I was referring to earlier, Killer Joe, that got that an NC-17 rating was just the way that um, Matthew McConaughey shoves a chicken, uh, like a chicken wing down. Um, oh, what's that actress's name? Um, uh, Gina – I can't think of her name. Gina – I apologize, Gina. I'm going to say your name wrong. The, Gina Gertz, Gina Gerwitz, whatever. Anyways, it's just that like he does it in a sexual manner, but it's it's a fucking chicken wing. So it's well, not the like, crazy thing is if you look at the differences, and, and you bring it up, I looked it up before. The differences between the R and the X cut are tiny. It's like yeah, a second here, and it's like oh, in the R version it cuts to here, but in the NC17 version it like cuts back to this one more time for like two seconds, and then cuts like. Like, like yeah. you almost wouldn't even know the difference unless you just watched them side by side. Well, the only thing I'll say is that, like, yeah, it's clearly a way more intense scene, the NC-17 version of it, because, I mean, let's he's he's positing, like, in a very threatening manner. Like, this chicken wing is, like, his, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, an affectation—that's not the—what the fuck am I trying to say? An affectation of his penis. You know what I mean? Like, and like that he's got, you know, he's, he's basically under the the surface. NC 17 almost, maybe, maybe this is just how culture has changed. I don't know what that was, but, uh, it's, I could be wrong on this. Most of the time when you see an NC 17 movie, it it seems to be for sexual nature in some way, shape or form. But but I know a lot of old, old, like movies back in the day, well, I say pre-1990, that's when they replaced the rating with NC-17. A lot of that was due to violence. Like, I'm looking at a list right here since we're on the subject. Mm. Now, most of these movies, they either appealed to the MPAA for an R or they managed to recut it in some way. But, like, RoboCop 1987 originally was given an X. Oh, yeah? So it's probably, yeah, he had to edit out violence. violence. Yeah. yeah. Same with, like, Total Recall on the list for violence. They had to, like, re-edit to get an R rating. Nightmare on Elm Street, The Evil Dead. It's crazy Evil that, Dead too. Yeah. that the this is where like the studio, I mean, it went so wrong with all the different remakes, but those two particularly that you just mentioned, they it's just baffling the idea of RoboCop or Total Recall as a fucking PG-13 movie. <laughs> like that's like as a fan, like that's clearly what I go and watch RoboCop or is the gratuitous or Total Recalls, the gratuitous violence and, and you know, like the squibs and, and uh, you know, prosthetics blowing up and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't that like, well, this is such a futuristic movie like this could be, you know, it's fucking it's fun. You know what I mean? And you take out that fun element of it and. Uh, it's just. Oh, it's it's nothing. It's definitely nothing. That's the other thing. Obviously, it's a fucking remake, so nothing's new about any of it. But it's just like you took about you took out the one thing that like everyone loved. I don't know. Just uh, Hollywood gets it right sometimes. Oh, sometimes Hollywood gets it wrong. Yeah. Oh, oh, they get it wrong a lot. 
Like, mm-hmm. uh, like sometimes you see certain things in movies that it's like, like a simple Google search could have told you that was wrong. Like, mm. there was an article I read a while back that was interesting. It was talking about like, uh, um, I, I, it might have been a show. It was something I can't remember what it was, but it was basically talking about like how far away they are and uh, from Earth. They would like in space, and it was like they're you know x thousand or many thousand meter you know miles from Earth or whatever. And they were like, they were like, that's not as far as uh, Voyager that was launched in the seventies has gone. And it's and it's like sure we get it. Voyager's been going a long time, but it just kind of takes a little bit of wind out of the sails when like this futuristic space mission is like outpaced by technology from the seventies. So I gotta assume that this this movie you're referring to is like a newer movie where they could have easily done a Google search. Whilst, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. Yeah, this it. was. Yeah. I read this article several years ago, but it was like well into the time of like you could have just done a simple internet search for like how far you know, like uh, spaceships and things have traveled. And that would literally be a simple, you don't even have to change your story. That would literally be as simple as like, oh, we just need to make this number bigger to sound yeah. like, yeah. More credible for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. It's fantasy. It's sci-fi. Really shouldn't be looking into it that much. But at the same time, like if you want to make it sound impressive, sound impressive. See, for me, that's where the um, genre of fantasy in sci-fi differs. That's why I dig more of sci-fi. sci-fi. Um, as I think is that uh, unless it's you know in the vein of RoboCop where it's just fucking ridiculous and I love it because it's ridiculous. Um, like a good sci-fi movie is positing something that could be in the future, you know, and it uses statistics, you know, or something that you could find from a simple Google search. Well, that's versus yeah. Sci-fi versus, originally started. Yeah, versus something like in fantasy, like where I I just never really got into the Lord of the Rings or the Harry Potter or stuff like that because it's just like. It's just anyone – like there is no research to posit this to back this up. It's just anyone can use the powers of imagination. Well, a lot of that is like, yeah, it, it's literally – like you said, fantasy because it's like magic. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not as like science-based. Um, yeah. But yeah, originally sci-fi, that's what, kind of what it started out as. Like that – it's in the name, science fiction. It was mm-hmm. kind of like original Star Trek where it was like kind of explained – in there, you know, it was supposed to, to some degree, maybe seem plausible in some way. They kind of had an explanation for it, but a lot of that's just been thrown out the window anymore. Like, well, I don't know. I also would argue that um, sci-fi is better than fantasy. There, I said it because also a lot of the stuff, the new stuff that we have in um, scientific world, has been influenced by science fiction. There, I said it. Take it all, you fantasy dweebs. I mean, that's completely true. Like. Uh, Star Trek's another great example. Like things from that have influenced, like real science, like flip phones. Like we're kind of influenced from the uh, the transponders they had. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a huge uh, Star Trek fan, you know. I prefer the Wars really more. But but you you are a huge flip phone fan. That's yeah yeah. Still to this day, I never let go with the flip phone. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that Motorola Razor, which I guess they brought back. So I guess that is relevant again. And what it's got a touchscreen now, I guess. Yeah, and they've got flip phones now too. Like, uh, well, I think the new Razor does. It's basically the technology's there, man. We can have a folding screen. We truly are living in uh, the 21st century. My God, 
And we're it's right up there now with Buck Rogers and, you know, Dr. Theophilus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Dude, I was, um, <clears throat> I was looking up something on, um, on the apps and, uh, on the, um, app store on the iPhone setting. And, um, <laughs> as you were saying, cause you were just kind of, you were just kind of referencing Zach and Miri make a porno there. Weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is a real character from Buck Rogers, but yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, speaking of sci-fi, <laughs> you know, I just got done, um, deleting, uh, all the, um, uh, dating apps and stuff off my phone because I've, uh, it's very distracting and it's um yeah well that pretty much says it right there it's all very distracting very distracting Uh, and let's face it it, it's hard out there you know yeah especially for a pimp um (laughs) but uh one of them um gotta get your hustle and flow on yeah but like you know if you scroll keep continuing scrolling down like through all the different dating apps it just kind of goes to whatever is relevant and like i i gotta I, I uh, hesitate to posit this question, but like, uh, like, are any women actually using this thing? But there's like, um, there's like multiple, multiple. I mean, multiple, uh, multiple apps um, that are positing uh, of uh, ways that um, people can use their phone as a vibrator. Um, Whoa, goodness. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. You kind of pulled me back here, like. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. I was like, what, what, what? And it was it like, it just, it, I just kept, it, it just kept endlessly scrolling, dude. I was like, not only have, uh, has this idea been positive, but it has clearly been done so again and again and again. Um, and, uh, you know, they're all, they're all uh, Buck Rogers, um, you know, testing and uh, improving, I guess, upon it, uh, you know. Upon yeah. what we can use our devices for. Yeah, I mean, that's a very good point. If you think about it, it's like uh, go back and tell yourself in like uh, 1991, like, <laughs> you know, don't worry. One of these days, it'll literally be right in your pocket. Like, <laughs> yeah. In your other pocket. Or like the original iPhone ad when he was talking about it. It's like six uh, devices uh, in one. Uh, gynecologist's best joke. Best joke when talking about these uh, vibrator. What is yeah, that? Got a gynecologist sitting there just being like, "You got a phone, don't you?" Yeah. Did you just hear that? There was like a a beep thing. Like, is that only on my end? I didn't hear it. Oh, okay. It the video like kind of like froze up there for a second, but. Oh, I guess it sounded like somebody was like calling us or something. It was like one of those kind of rings. I don't but know. it stopped. Yeah. Anyways, well. Now that we've uh, gone into uh, just full swing um, grossness, um, I'd say it's about time to wrap it up, man. Um, yeah, this has been – you know, this is weird. On on one hand, this has simultaneously, I think, been our most like – like it, I, I, I'm very hesitant to use the word intelligent, but the most like <laughs> – <laughs> Yeah, as you should be. Yeah, the most like uh, – I guess in depth, like like instead of just mm-hmm. talking and goofing around, like well, what's goofing around? I should say, like actual like discussion oriented podcast. But at the what same time, we still really got some yeah. some potty humor in there, you know. And I'm proud of that. 
I'm glad that you're 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 proud of both parts. You know, yeah. as am I. I'm uh, I'm glad that we were able to do that as well. Um, yeah, tomorrow is going to be a big day for me. I gotta I gotta get a hold of these. Um, I now have the pro um, not the probation office, but um, the uh, volunteer center of where I'll be doing my community service and. I don't know if like I don't think this is a thing in Texas. If someone was willing to correct me, I'm all ears. But um, I did you know that um, you have to pay to do community service? I did not know that. Not only do I have to pay, John, I have to pay based on the amount of hours of community service that I have to provide for my community. But what do you mean pay? Like, I mean. I'm looking at my screen here, and there's a fee based on how many hours of community service you have to do. And which, by the way, I called and uh, got a voice recording, and this uh, pay rate that you have to make is uh, completely false. Um, it's actually more. I got to essentially, I got to pay a hundred dollars um, to do 480 hours of community service. I yeah, I have to pay to work for them. Well, well, are you or sure this I, isn't just like a, like a, like a fine? Like the, like your punishment is like, pay this fine and do community service. I mean, it could be. Look, I it's it's more comforting if I look at it that way. But no, it's not. That's not how it's it says fee. <laughs> it is not. It is not a fine by the court or anything. I had that all listed out. This is totally separate than that. So, 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 oh, so you have to pay this this company to do the community service for them? Yeah. That is a racket. Wait a minute. So you're not mm-hmm. doing this community service? As, uh, I'm confused. Who is this? Because now, now most of the people I know, now I guess they've been for lesser charges. Most of the people that I've talked to did community service. It was for something like, uh, like uh, Goodwill or something like that. They volunteered at Goodwill as community service hours. Yeah. So. What's weird is like I don't know maybe I'll figure out more about it but like this this could also just be an LA thing but like uh, in particular with the Santa Monica uh, probation office that I'm in working with here um, I have to I I know this paperwork's a little is very confusing uh, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't but um, apparently this there's different branches um, and I've been assigned to the airport branch court LAX division. And um, and I have a case number there. Um, and yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I don't I don't get it um, because yeah, it's not it's nothing that the courts um, it's not a fine that the courts you know put in the in the plea deal. Hmm. It's, to- it's totally something different. But you know, whatever, it's a hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's four hundred eighty hours of my life. I just got to get it done. Is there not some other place you could do community service, like, uh, like for example, a Goodwill or, like, I don't know, picking up trash or something? So here's the thing, man. It, this is just the office. Um, I think, like, you know, basically what I'm doing is I have to – I'm what I'm paying for, actually, now that I think about it, is the slip that these other places that you just mentioned I could probably go to and do community service there. But they would probably have to sign this slip. So essentially, what I'm paying for actually is the slip that I would be turning back into them. Hundred bucks for a slip? Wow, that's a racket. Mm-hmm. 
what would be great is if it, this place wasn't called like the uh the volunteer center if it was just like a an, an act some like some other kind of acronym for mob or mafia oh <laughs> like, yeah 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 like we're the legitimate business guys yeah <laughs> yeah like, like man you it's this place that's called like manual operations and businesses uh mm, that seems a little suspect yeah Guy on the phone sounded like Joe Pesci, but I'm sure he's trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Yeah. I mean, he just, uh, you know, uh, cursed me out on the phone, told me he'd yeah. kill me, but okay. Yeah. You think this is funny how? Yeah. Tell me how it's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Like a clown? Yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I do that for community service, Mr. Pesci? I will, I will put on yeah. the red nose. All right. Well, with that, I think um, – because I, well, I think we, uh, yeah, I think we're at about approximately. It's a little harder to tell with this one because we tinker around with uh, technical stuff. But I think we're about an hour. We're now. pretty close. We're at about an hour and fifteen, and we could probably cut off the first fifteen to twenty minutes. So we're pretty close. Yeah. All right. Well, let's call it, man. It's a good, right, good catch up. I'll, uh, yep. I'll catch uh, up. Uh, like you, I said, uh, next one we do. I'm gonna start trying to keep a list of uh, subjects to talk about because I think that would be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. I dig it. All right. All right. All right, well, uh, yeah, well, uh, that being said, said one last time, if any of you viewers out there would like to leave us some correspondence about something you would like to hear us discuss, please, by all means, I we would love to weigh in. Yeah, links are going to be in the uh, description of this podcast episode. Find us on the Anchor app or at bigboyspodspot.com or on Instagram. Yep, that too. Okay. All right, man. All right. Videos. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. This episode of the Big Boys Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is a great platform and has all the tools you need to create a perfect podcast. Well, how about that for an episode, dear listener? Oh, John Boy surprised us all bringing a little bit of format to the show, which I didn't see within him, but hey, I'm, I'm super proud of the guy. He, he brought us what we needed, and um, the man is becoming more dependable each day. I, uh, I just can't uh, count my praises enough. Um, you know, and I'm looking forward to finding out what the, what the subject is going to be next week. I, di- I dig this this style of format that we're doing here. That um, you know, I, uh, I I get to put some of my um, uh, many paid for improv classes to work. John, forever the uh, persistent questioner, and my diuretic mouth finally coming together, forging the sword. Of the Big Boys Podcast. I knew we would we would figure out a format here in due time. And we certainly appreciate you sticking around, putting in the work with us, dear listener. This is like like the long-winded breath if Seinfeld was a podcast and did absolutely no writing and had half the talent and a quarter of the success rate.
That is what our podcast is. And we're so glad. We're so excited. So enamored. And yet, so humble to have you along the ride with us. Oh, how we look forward to the days ahead. As we keep going forth and we we figure out new segments that we'll be doing with our podcast. Obviously we'll be having our opening catch up and then you know little little quips of what's going on with my life in regards to probation and the AA program. You know, I have a I have a lot of things going off in that in that regard. Right now I'm uh, I'm well <laughs> let me uh, let me hold back there. I was uh let me let me get a, a a final result on the things that I almost talked about before I talk about them. I think that would be the smart thing to do. I think that would be what my overpriced lawyer would say to me in in a situation like this. Either that or he would say something along the lines of, Who are you again? And can you tell the judge that I'm going to be an hour late? Hmm. Love that law office. Definitely worth every two pennies I am going to continue to pay them, apparently. (sighs) But hey, such is life, dear listener. Such is the way of life. And we shall all march on with time. Left foot, right foot. Time shall march on. And so shall the bright guy and the John John. And we thank you for sticking around with us. And as always, I'd like to say in closing, Como se llama hermana? Lo siento palapinto. Good night to all of my fellow North Texans out there, and adieu to all of my fine, fine Los Angelinos. Good night to you all, world. We shall catch up with you next week on another episode of the Big Boys Podcast. is a podcast produced by Not So Funny or Proud Productions. The team consists of co-hosts, co-producers, and co-editors Brian Hickey and John Sorrells, better known as John the Great. For more information about the duo or this show, please visit us at bigboyspodspot.com or feel free to take a gander at our production page, notsofunnyorproud.com. Look us up on social media and follow us at Big Boys Podspot. New episodes drop every Thursday on every popular podcast hosting platform known to man. So please be sure to like, subscribe, vibe, describe, contrive, confide, collide, abide, preside, tell your tribe, and most importantly, do prescribe. Me and Elixir for talking at the side of my neck. <laughs>